You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You are listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Sunday, May 17th. This is Aryeh O'Sullivan with the top news at this hour. After numerous delays and following 18 months of political paralysis and three election campaigns, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is presenting his new government this afternoon to the Knesset for approval as he begins his unprecedented fifth term. The government will contain 36 ministers and 16 deputy ministers, the largest in the country's history. The government was to have been presented last Thursday, but political infighting in the Likud for coveted ministerial posts caused Netanyahu to delay until today the swearing-in of the new government. Immediately after addressing the Knesset, Blue and White leader Benny Gantz will speak in his new role as alternative premier. Gantz, a former IDF chief of staff, will also take up the role of minister of defense. Allocation of ministerial positions was only finalized this morning with the appointment of Yoav Gallant as Minister of Education and a member of the Inner Security Cabinet. Presenting his government, Netanyahu defended the bloated number of cabinet positions, saying that it costs 85 million shekels annually, and that was cheaper than a fourth election that would have cost over 2 billion shekels and done damage to Israel's economic image. He said the emergency national unity government arising today would serve all citizens of Israel, Jews and non-Jews alike. In a speech interrupted repeatedly by members of the opposition, the 70-year-old premier said he was setting up a coronavirus cabinet which would pass a very complicated state budget that would provide stability. With over 1 million people out of work and unemployment at a record 25%, he promised to boost economic growth, thus ensuring jobs, jobs and jobs. The Chinese ambassador to Israel, Du Wei, was found dead in his house in Herzliya this morning. The cause of death is being investigated, but Khan reported that an initial examination by medical teams said his death appeared to be from natural causes. Ambassador Wei, who was only 58 years old, took up his position in Israel only this past February. The ambassador's death comes just two days after he condemned comments by visiting U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, who denounced Chinese investments in Israel and accused China of hiding information about the coronavirus outbreak. Israel maintains a downward trend in the coronavirus with 3,452 current confirmed cases, including just one more since yesterday. Of these, 59 are in serious condition and 48 of these on ventilators. The number of those who have recovered from coronavirus continues to be greater than new cases. The death toll in Israel rose since yesterday by three and currently stands at 271 people. Nearly 13,000 people have recovered from the virus in Israel. Schools back and the education system is returning to most classes in the country after two months of closure due to the coronavirus pandemic. By Tuesday, all classes are expected to have renewed, except for ones in communities and neighborhoods where the rate of infection is still high. The capsule, or small learning groups, has been canceled, and pupils in schools and children in kindergartens will return to their full-size classes. Kindergartens will also operate on Fridays. Private daycare centers will reopen on Monday, and school buses are returning, but gradually. They are being required to keep their distance from each other, and students will have staggered recesses. From fourth grade up, pupils must wear face masks while in class. Jordan's King Abdallah has reportedly warned of a massive conflict with his kingdom if the new government in Jerusalem carries out its plans to extend Israeli sovereignty on Jewish settlements in Judea and Samaria and the Jordan Valley. 
In an interview with the German daily Der Spiegel, Abdullah also said his kingdom was examining all options, including freezing or canceling the 1994 peace treaty with Israel. I don't want to make any threats and create an atmosphere of controversy, but we are considering all options, the Jordanian monarch was quoted as saying. Meanwhile, EU countries are planning to issue Israel a warning not to annex parts of the West Bank, while a declaration against the move was spearheaded by Israel by Ireland's ambassador to the EU, and it received wide support, there was no agreement among EU countries over what punitive measures to be taken if Israel goes ahead with the move. Police are on a manhunt for the shooters who gunned down two police detectives in the Arab city of Tira on Saturday. The detectives were carrying out a routine operation and were questioning two suspects when a vehicle drove by and opened fire. One police officer was hit in the head and seriously wounded. The other suffered light wounds. The High Court of Justice has rejected a petition to allow the live broadcast of the opening next week of the trial of Prime Minister Netanyahu. The petition was filed by the Globe's Daily. Justice Uzi Fogelman wrote in his decision that despite the public interest, there was no pretext for the court to interfere on the matter. Taking a look at the weather, hot and extreme heat wave accompanied by Sharaf conditions will prevail across the country until Wednesday. This afternoon, strong northerly winds will prevail along the coast, and there's a chance of local rain showers in the south. Due to the severe weather conditions, the fire department has issued a ban on all bonfires in open areas until Friday. Maximum temperatures in the main regions, Jerusalem 38, Tel Aviv 39, Haifa 36, Beersheba 42, and an Eilat going up to 43 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Rekha, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program.